For more resources, visit rym.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Local Youth Worker, a daily podcast brought to you by Reformed Youth Ministries. I'm your host, John Parrott. All this week, we'll be talking to Reverend Scott Bird. Scott, welcome. Thanks, John. Glad to be back. Yeah, um, Scott, and I had to go um, look this back up, but Scott was on episodes 136 through 140. So Scott was on when we asked the five basic questions of all youth workers. Uh, So Scott, it's good to have you back on, um, as we said. I think in the those episodes, Scott and I used to work together uh, for a little while, and he is now at Christ Pres in Oxford, Mississippi. Scott, what is your official title at Christ Pres? It's the uh, Assistant Pastor of Youth Ministries. All right. And so, Scott, as we um, get into the frequently asked questions, before we do that, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your family? I know uh, since those last episodes, your family's grown just a little bit. So tell us yeah. about your family and then how long you've been at Christ Pres and all that. Yeah, so I'm married to uh, Grace Ann, and she she grew up in Jackson, and uh, we've been married for five years. Uh, we have a two-year-old little girl, Sophie, and we just had a little boy uh, three months ago, and so we have gotten past the miserable stage, and now <laughs> he's he's smiling and sleeping pretty good and everything. So, so we're in a fun season of life right now. Nice, and you've been at Christ Perez how long now? Um, I think four years. I think that's right. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think in January it'll be four years. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like I said before that at Pear Orchard Prez, uh, for, you know, full time for part of it and then part time in the summers, but maybe five or six years there and, Mm -hmm. um, went to Moody Bible College. Institute. Right? Bible Institute. Close. <laughs> that, didn't, that didn't come off right. Uh, but but um, spoke, spoke in Washington and then Chicago. That's right. Yep. Yep. I went to Mississippi State before that. So, yeah. Hale State. <laughs> that, that'll be popular with a few people. Mm-hmm. Not, not so popular with others. <laughs> All right. So, uh, getting to frequently asked questions, uh, Scott, you have sent me your questions that you get most from students. And so we will break these up. You've given me five questions. Uh, we'll deal with one today, and then we'll look at those uh, the others for the, the rest of the week. Uh, so let's jump on in. Uh, the first question is dealing with homosexuality. And we know that this is uh, definitely a topic that's controversial and uh, a sensitive subject to discuss. But our students are asking these questions, and they're obviously growing up in a culture uh, that's presenting this to them each and every day. So Scott, Scott some of the questions that, that you sent, we, I know that there are, uh, I guess, three questions uh, that go along with us. And so I'll just kind of put all of these out there and we'll, we'll start with one and see if we can cover all of these. But uh, the, the question is, you know, why is homosexuality wrong? Uh, another question, are people born that way? 
And then a question, how do I love my friends who struggle with it? Uh, so again, those are different, different questions, but uh, how do you begin when, when, when a student comes up to you and just asks you, you know, why is it wrong? And I'm sure it's kind of one of those, if somebody, you know, loves, really loves somebody, who are we to kind of question that? So, so Scott, where do you begin when a student says, why is it wrong? Yeah, well, I think, uh, I think John Stone actually on this podcast one time said, if somebody asks you a theological question, don't answer it. Uh, <laughs> kind of figure out the heart behind it. You know, mm. why are they asking that question? That's good. So that's something I want to keep in mind when they ask that. You know, is this something that you struggle with? Do you have friends that are struggling with this? That kind of thing. Um, but then when they ask, why is it wrong? Uh, I think it's important to, to talk about how God is, is wiser than us and he knows what's best for us. Um, mm. You know, he's, he knows what is right and good and uh, he decides that and we don't. And so, um, you know, the Bible says it's wrong. Uh, God has said it's wrong. Um, and it's rebellion against him and rebellion against him never ends in happiness or blessing. Um, and, and really the, a lot of stats show that the LGBT community experiences depression at much higher rates than, uh, than everybody else. Um, mm -hmm. And so really, I mean, it's, it's because God said so, but God said so because it's good for us. Um, you know, he gave us what is right and good, a right and good way to use our sexuality. Um, and any deviation from that is, is wrong. Um, and it, and it really is, uh, it really does take away from our joy and our, uh, our, our happiness. Um, yeah. And then I'm sorry, I jumped in on you, but, but I think that that is helpful to start there. I mean, that can sound like such a basic thing of, you know, because God said so. Um, but, but we have to see that, you know, God is the ultimate authority, uh, that his word is authoritative, that we as followers of him, we're to submit to his rules and his boundaries, um, whether or not we completely understand them. Um, because like you said, and, and again, you know, seeing it, as you know, we're not only just submitting and he's this harsh guy, but, but looking at the character of God, you know, looking at his word and seeing he's a gracious, loving, loving, steadfast father. Um, mm -hmm. And so obviously these are not just because he's trying to keep us from having fun. It's because he loves us and wants to protect us. Yeah. Um, Les Newsom, our, our pastor here, he gave this great illustration about um, how God's law is like a block of wood. And if you go against the grain, if you rub your hand against the grain, it's going to tear you up. You're going to get splinters. It's going to hurt. But if you go with the grain, it's smooth. Um, and he talked about how we don't necessarily break the law. The law breaks us. You mm. know, <laughs> it just, it hurts us when we go against God's law. And um, so anyway, that's kind of where I, I start there with that question because it is good for us and God is wiser than us and he knows what's good for us and, and what's not. Um, and, and do you mind if I just ask when you say that to students, do they accept that or are they just thinking, well, I don't know about that. I mean, what, what kind of responses do you get? Uh, it depends on the student. Um, like I, I was talking with a student not long ago who kind of thinks that uh, the Bible's wrong about that. And so he, he pushed back on it and he's like, well, if two people love each other, you know, they're happy. And, um, and he's kind of bought into the lie that, that culture is selling him, um, hmm. that, that it will lead to happiness and that it is just a loving relationship just like any other one. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it depends on the student. Um, mm -hmm. and so. do, 
yeah. just to, to keep following up on these questions like that student in particular and i guess just all of your students we know uh, scott and i and other youth workers listening that there are those revisionist scholars this uh, people who have you know i mean they have books out there that you can purchase and they reinterpret sections of scripture and all that are, are you finding that your students are aware of that kind of stuff that, that people have uh, redefined certain sections of scripture or people who call themselves scholars you know interpret it differently yeah, some of them. Um, we had one girl a few years ago that kind of gave some of those arguments um, that are just kind of from those scholars saying that, you know, they were talking about abuse. The Bible talk, was talking about abusive homosexual relationships, not loving ones and all that kind of stuff. Um, but really, I mean, it, it, you just have to do so much work and, and exegetical gymnastics to make the Bible say that homosexuality is good. Um, and you know, Kevin DeYoung's book addresses those questions mm -hmm. uh, about, you know, just all the scholarly work that has gone into trying to make the Bible say that homosexuality is good. Mm -hmm. Um, and so those questions aren't hard to answer, but only one or two students have ever kind of brought those things up. Mm -hmm. Um, most of the time it's just, I feel like this should be right. And so, you know, I want it to be right. Yeah. Yeah, and so so, what do you do when they come and say, you know, are people born this way? How do you go about answering that? That's a that's a tricky question for sure. Yeah, I, I try not to. I'm, I kind of try to avoid that question a little bit um, <laughs> because I don't think it's all that helpful. Uh, because we are everybody's born sinful. Everybody's born with tendencies towards certain sins, um, and so we know that's true. Everybody's born broken, um, and so. So maybe, you know, but there also might be some, um, some circumstances in their life, like maybe they've been abused or, or have a, kind of a, a strained relationship with their father or something like that that might be kind of pushing them towards that. But, um, but it, it, I think it really doesn't matter that much because we, you know, even if you're born that way, it uh, doesn't mean that you need to stay that way. You know, I could be born an angry person. Uh, that doesn't mean that it's right for me to stay that way. Um, and so anyway, I, I don't think that's a really helpful question that the, my response usually is, well, it, you know, it doesn't really matter, but we are responsible for what we do with that temptation. So people might be tempted and not sure what the source of it might be, but we are responsible for how we handle that temptation, how we respond to it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there's really only two choices rebel against God and give in or fight that temptation and, and obey and love the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's good too. Just um, kind of not, not throwing the question back at them, but, but like you said, it's not really a helpful or a good question. Just uh, like you said, to kind of ask them, uh, why, you know, why does it matter if somebody's born that way or not? Uh, because again, that, that is a difficult question. Like you said, we were born sinful and that's typically, you know, we're all going with students and that, that discussion, uh, but then just kind of what, why does it matter um, if someone's born that way or not? What would much, you know, doesn't make that much of a difference and doesn't yeah. just justify it or anything like that. And I think, you know, oftentimes when they ask that question, it is, I mean, that's what it's trying to do uh, justify uh, the issue and, um, say, well, this person can't help it because it's just, you know, I've been That's with right. them their entire life or something along those it's lines. It's who they are. It's their identity. You know, how can you tell somebody to not be who they are? 
It's like, hmm. well, the Bible does that all the time, you know, <laughs> uh, not just for people that are struggling with that, but for people who are selfish and people mm-hmm. who are greedy and, you know, um, so yeah. yeah, it's, uh, it, yeah, I don't think it's that helpful of a question. Yeah. And, and I know we're, we're needing to, um, start wrapping this up cause we're approaching okay. time, but, uh, what, what do you say? How do I love, uh, my friend who struggles with this when a student comes to you, I know we're covering a lot of ground in a little bit of time, but yeah. where do you start with that with students? Yeah, I think this is kind of actually the question that, that most students are getting at when they're asking about it, because in Oxford, we, we there's just kind of this culture of, um, of this kind of stuff. Uh, there's a lot of LGBTQ influence from the university, I think that filters down into the high school. And, um, anyway, so I think a lot of people are getting at how do I love my friend and not condone what they're doing? Because the culture says, if you don't applaud what people are doing, then you hate them. And those are your only two options. And so I've got to kind of try to show them now you can love your friend and not applaud their actions. Um, and I kind of go back to other sins, just like if I'm angry with Grace Ann, my wife, you don't have to applaud that. You can confront me on that and love me at the same time. It's actually loving if you do confront me on it. Um, and so trying to redefine what love is, you know, not letting somebody run towards hell. Um, you know, that's not loving to let somebody run towards hell without telling them, Hey, you're heading towards hell. Um, so, and, and it's also not loving to applaud that. Um, so that's, uh, that's kind of the, the direction I go. Another way is, is don't make fun of gay people. Uh, that's mm-hmm. a good way to love people that are struggling with this. Uh, that's something our youth group, I mean, I feel like, I mean, every junior high boy is probably making fun of gay people or just calling each other gay. Um, and I had a friend in college who actually came out and said, you know, this is something I struggle with. He was a Christian. He was fighting it. But he said, when he said, when the Christian community makes fun of gay people, it pushes me away and it wants to make me run to a community where I'm embraced. And that's mm. going to be the homosexual community. And, um, and so I'm constantly telling our youth group, Hey, don't make fun of people that are struggling with this um, because you're pushing them out of the church and into the homosexual community where they will be embraced. Um, mm. Yeah, I think that's such an important point to bring up, Scott. And kind of as you you let off, uh, you know, those in the LGBTQ community struggle with depression and suicide rates are very high. And uh, th- this is, I mean, we'd say that there's part of that because, you know, they're, they're embracing a lifestyle that will ultimately not bring happiness. And so there's there's part of that. But then there is also part of being bullied uh, that we know that that's, that's a part of it. And so um, yeah, as, as Christians, uh, there should be no joking about this or belittling or bullying. Um, so I think you're, you're wise and I mean, any youth worker listening, I mean, that needs to be uh, confronted, you know, and stopped. And um, yeah, youth workers need to lead in that if there's any kind of joking or taking this lightly, because it's definitely not something to, to mock or make fun of. Um, so I think mm-hmm. that's, that's helpful, uh, Scott. Well, we're going to be closing this out. Is there anything you'd like to say as we, we finish this up? Um, no, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty quick, uh, pretty quick time to cover that. But uh, I think, I think that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Those are definitely some good bullet points for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely, like we said, a sensitive subject and there's a lot more we could uh, say about it, but uh, thanks for your answers on that, Scott, and look forward to talking to you tomorrow. Uh, we'll get into asking why would a good God allow suffering uh, to happen? Uh, yeah, that's a very uh, tough question for sure. So I look forward to talking to you tomorrow, Scott. 
All right. Thanks, John.